If you've ever found yourself passionately curious, the time to soak knowledge and question the how and why, and think you might have the curiosity to push past average, push all the way to limitless, then welcome to Sales Network One. Sebastian Vivacqua is an expert on the human connection of sales in life and business, and he's here to evolve our thinking about the psychology of selling. You'll also hear from sales heroes, growth addicts, and rising stars on their strategies, methodologies, and techniques all tools you can use for your own limitless growth. It's the concepts, the fundamentals, even things you've heard before, but presented in a way that just makes sense. Now, let's get into it. All right, so welcome everybody to the Sales Network One, episode five. I'm here with Mark Booster. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing absolutely outstanding. How about you, Sebastian? Really good, and uh, it's really a pleasure to have you on the show, mate. Uh, to everyone, Mark is from the Netherlands. He's certainly a rising star with uh, over three years' experience in sales and marketing. He's only 24 and uh, already a consultant for Somnia and Shipping Tech. At the same time, he's kicked off his own foundation, Entrepreneur, along with four other founders. And... Not only that, he also is doing uh, coaching for peak performance coaching with his own company, Mark Booster. So I think if, if I have to say two words that define Mark, it'll be customer centricity. Uh, Mark, can you tell us a bit about what you're up to these days? Yeah, of course. Like when you're like naming everything out or like like speaking to is, I like I, I'm certainly a little bit amazed about how much things I do. Um, but what I'm actually doing is like, um, I, I love sales, like what you said, customer centricity, and that's what my whole life is also already building around. And now I'm doing it for, for some companies like Somnia and Shipping Technology are yeah. mainly companies that are focused on data science and big data engineering. And I awesome. love to get uh, companies more data driven and I'm not very technical. So I was thinking about like... How can I make companies more data-driven and more data-minded without getting all the technical stuff in my head? So I thought, like, I need to do sales for some that kind of company. Cool. So that's how I ended up at Xomnia Shipping Technology. And then for my own foundation, I'm also responsible for the partnership. Uh, we from Entrepreneur help young entrepreneurs uh, make their idea into reality. And I do the partnership with uh, schools because we do that on schools and university. Yeah. And then with my own company, Mark Booster Unlimited, uh, I'm specialized in peak performance coaching. So I help people to get in the right state, that they're very resourcefulness, that they can do their thing. And they like, actually, what I always say, like they fuck fear up, they, <laughs> they do their things. And that's, uh, yeah, that's a really big side project for me. That's super cool. I think you're, you're up to a lot of stuff. And you got a big future ahead of you. That's that's for sure, mate. So good luck with all those projects that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna be keeping an eye on on what you're up to in the, yeah, for the and future. And also for you, it's a pleasure that you have invited me for your podcast. I'm really grateful for it. So thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. And uh, let's. Uh, I think we can get started actually with a with, with the first main question mm -hmm. that I wanted to ask you is, um, what is the best way to serve your potential new customers? Because this is something that I think you do well. Thank you very much. Um, I think for me it's like like already in me like I, I really want to serve and I think that's really important I want to yeah. serve the customer so the customer is always like always comes first 
And when you like approach new potential customers or like when you're talking with already with customers or accounts from you, I think it's so important to always give value, always bring bring value. Um, because if you don't bring value, yes. you're only like you're you're only there for yourself because you try to sell, and it's most of the time the customers have the real problem, and I want to solve that for them with the services I offer. And that can be for Xamnia and shipping technology, real like data uh, data services, so consultancy or building real big data projects. Yeah. Uh, for entrepreneur, that's like the stakeholders are, are university and schools yes. that don't really know what on personal level they can teach like like students because students are really like focused and minded on, on learning out of books, on how, what marketing is, what sales is, what math is. And I think that can be a cool part, but the creativity behind that, the personal things behind that, they don't really understand it. And that's where the problem is. And that I think I have the solution for that. So customers first, because they have the problem. And with my peak performance coaching, I also try to do the same, um, see where the problem lays within the client, what kind of fear, and I try to help them with that. That's super cool. I think that's, uh, you, you brought a really concise air on, on, on how to actually serve the customer really well. And, and there's a few good points that you said, for example, it's customer centric. It means, you know, you put your customer first, and in your case, I think you have a variety of different customers, actually, because from entrepreneur to Sopnia, there are different people that you're serving, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real, real different kind of like, like selling, because the one is like selling like people. That sounds really strange, but like um, we're, we're like based, uh, our business is based on hourly rates. Yeah. And then entrepreneur is like giving like students lessons at university and you try to sell that so that's really giving them training coaching and that's really something different but really cool yeah and i think it's going deeper into this part how do you because you have some, some so much variety of customers right and in general as well that's something that we have to be well aware that each personality is different each mind is different uh every one of us thinks differently so therefore how do you connect with each customer, you know? Um, yeah, I always use like some kind of metaphor in that way. Yeah. Like uh, what I really hate is when uh, somebody is going to paint my house that he wears like dirty clothes or, or something like that because I, then I think, whoa, the guy with the dirty clothes need to paint my house. Like I want to see him in clean clothes because otherwise he's also going to treat my house like very dirty with his dirty clothes. And that's how I treat my customers. I want to know um, and I like always do some kind of research how they want to be approached. So right. uh, when I, for example, like really basic, go to a bank, then I wear a suit. Or uh, if, I, if I'm going with a director and I know he wears suits, I'm wearing a suit. But if I'm going to a startup and they're wearing sweaters, like I'm wearing the sweater. So I try to like, like match with them uh, on the first level. Always give a good, a give a good handshake and smile. And with those three steps, yes. like like doing something with your clothes and matching that part, uh, giving a good handshake and smiling, I think that's the first thing to build like good rapport with a customer. I think so, yeah. And I, I think what we're saying here is like sort of a bit of mirroring yeah. your customer, right? Because you're actually based on if you're going to start up or a business, you, you dress differently already. And that's 
that's that's how, that's how, that's re that's really cool actually. I think uh, going deeper on this part, I think mm -hmm. mirroring. We we're, we're discussing this. Yeah. Uh, I think earlier. Yeah, yeah. We actually like like maybe this creative tell we had some uh, like dinner beforehand. And yeah, we, we actually did. discussed this a little bit. So, yeah. So we we're, we're, we're actually saying that the the interesting part of mirroring is like for some people it it's uh, it's kind of a little bit hard. So when someone asks you. Uh, what do you what do you mean by mirroring right they say like that doesn't sound natural to me if i have to mirror the other person but i think that the way you describe it for you is absolutely natural to do it so maybe you can unpack a little bit more of how your mind thinks when you're actually in the in that situation yeah for me it's like not a thinking part anymore it's more like a habit and um, because a lot of people when they hear mirroring or matching they think like uh, people are like doing exactly the same thing as the other person does. So if they're really tense in this, they're going to be very tense at that. And I think that's where it goes wrong because you always have to be yourself. So if I'm more relaxed, um, go in with a little bit tension and then release very quickly and be yourself because the other pe uh, person is also going to notice that. Yes. They, you're building the rapport because you're like mirroring, matching, but in your like own presence, in your own self. And I think that's really important about mirroring and matching that you always be yourself. That's, that's super key, I think. And to be honest, I think in some people's minds is more the fact of making that relation of the moment you're mirroring, it's not that you can be yourself. Yeah. But to be honest, that's, that's already, you don't have to, it's a habit. Yeah. If you make something a habit, then it means that it's for, for your brain. It's not anymore uh, not natural, but it's natural because every, everything that we do as a habit, it turns to be natural, right? Yeah, and I think maybe when we like uh, check out each other right now, we're almost sitting the same as each other. It, like, it goes within a habit. And that's really cool. And I love to like get my feet a little bit more like this and something like this. But and I'm not realizing like, that I'm mirroring yeah, you. But, but that's like really crazy because we're doing it because we are so, so used to it. And it's such a habit, but like in ourselves. And that's, and that's a really key aspect in that. Because then people don't notice that you're doing it. If it's also your own habit. If you're like uh, mirroring and matching uh, like really obvious then people are going to match and then think oh they're they're tricking me or they're doing something so like one tip don't actually do that always be yourself exactly but tweak it a little bit that like the person also can find himself yeah inside you that's it i think I, I, and i think it comes with if you're not used to it let's be honest because probably for us some kind of in a way it's natural yeah but for our people that are trying to understand it on how to actually get there, I think it's, it's about the fact that practice will, will make it a habit. If you don't try, then you're, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna understand what we are discussing here probably. So that's, that's the thing. I think practice makes the master in the yeah. end. And, and also as well, this is where you actually talk a lot about in your, in your coaching and with Mark Booster, mm -hmm. with, your own, with your own company, I think on a big performance coach. Yeah. Now, the fear, I think, it's for because I, I've 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 had uh, people that comes to me and, and and says, how do you deal with the fear when you have to see uh, new customers, and then sometimes the fear takes over everything else. So that that's 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 why they overthink or it's hard for them to yeah. to act naturally, and then from there on everything becomes difficult, yeah. so to say. So, how do you actually coach your 
your people that you went on 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 Mark Booster on your mark on your yeah. own company there. So on 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 my own company, Mark Booster Unlimited. Yes. Um, what I always try to achieve is like first, what kind of state were you in? What kind of mental state were you in when you went into the meeting? And um, sometimes when people are feared, they change their physiology. So they're going to stand a little bit more like this, or they going to their internal dialogue and external dialogue is completely different. Yeah. I'm really like high pitch right now. I, I'm I'm having fun. But when people are feared, they're like like oh, yeah, oh, talking a little, bit, a little bit softer, a little bit slowly. And I always try to like get them in the state right before they go into that, because that's a point I can work on. So well, I do that on three pillars. The first pillar is physiology. So how are you standing? How are you sitting? Like are people are afraid? Like it's super, super difficult to be afraid if you're like standing like this and are looking really proud. Then fear or all kinds of nasty thoughts are really like heavy because you're standing like this. Yeah. So physiology is the first part and you can change that in an instant. Then the second one is focus. What people do is they always focus on their fears. And I, I think that's the real fucked up part because you're focusing on your fears and you're not focusing on the outcome. If you focus on the outcome, that's what's in it for you or like, like the pain versus pleasure. If you have a small pain from like this meeting but a lot of pleasure in focusing on the outcome, focus on that point. That's the second change you can make. And the third one is language slash meaning. So what kind of internal dialogue do you have? Right. Are you uh, saying to yourself, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do this, or you say, I can do it. And not, not repeat it or like positive thinking shit, yeah. but like really mean it. So change your physiology, be in focus, then say it to yourself and go into the meeting. I can do it. Yeah, you can do it. And then like uh, do, do some like power stance. That's a really crazy thing. But uh, I saw a study like uh, a few months back. They did a power stance where they went to um, 50 people wanted to apply for a certain job. 25 people needed to be standing in, in like a fearful or like a worried kind of, kind of like physiology. And 25 people needed to stand like real strong in some kind of power stance. There was a significant difference between the people who got hired who were standing like this and the people who were standing before the meeting like in a worried kind of uh, physiology and that's really really like like mind-boggling if you know what physiology can do for you like and you can always change that in in, in a split second it's really interesting what you're saying out there and i think i i imagine that the, the people that join your coaching get a lot of value out of it so what's their feedback when, uh, when, when you explain them this? What are, what are the challenges that they throw you back that they're saying, yeah, it sounds really good what you're saying, but this is how my challenges that I'm going through. Uh, that's a, actually good, a very, very good question. Um, they, what I get back is that like, we're doing it right now, but, but can I also do it on my own? Like when, when you're not there, I said, yeah, I, because I think it's very practical. It's, it's not rocket science what I'm telling, but people don't actually notice it. And um, they're still afraid because fear is always taking over. Like the thing that's always stopping us from doing things is fear. So that 
always comes back to the people and it's like like a voice in their head and that's the the, the main difficulty they're like running into yeah and I always say do those three steps physiology like change your physiology focus on the outcome and your internal language awesome. that's always always i always refer back to that and i think that's uh, those are great steps yeah and keeping that it really simple and structured for people to understand that follow, follow these steps and actually you're going to start losing those fears yeah, yeah and, and then then also you can go a lot of deeper, but I think that's another podcast, like how you can anchor kind of, uh, states in people with, with touch points on their body, or uh, how you can change their sub-modalities. Uh, sub yeah. So like uh, how they visualize things, how they hear things, how they feel things, how they smell things or taste things. You can also change that and also reinforce like the fear they don't want to have with that kind of things. But that's that's a different kind of thing. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot deeper actually. Yeah, I really like it. It's a lot of deeper. But uh, for the practical part, physiology, focus on the outcome and change your internal language and also the external language. Cool, guys, you heard it. Yeah, the three, the three pillars. And uh, going back to actual uh, customer yeah. centricity, because I think everything relates together in the end. Because I because I think internally you're kind of hugging your customer yeah. in the way you you have your approach. Your, the way you mirror your customer now the, the way you, you make sure that there's absolutely no fears in your in your mind the way the way you know you can do it I think you, you combine a full uh, there's a lot of things that are that are playing inside your mind that gives you this serve you you, you have this mindset and it, it's every time every time I'm seeing you and when I meet you you have this mindset about born to serve actually yeah. kind of thing I see that naturally you want to serve people and it's not even just your customers, but even everyone, like myself too, or anyone that is next to you, your friends, you always find a way to do that. And I think that's something that you naturally have. So how do you define yourself now, customer centricity? Yeah. Um, now, what I already earlier said, I said yeah. like, like always put your uh, client on the first place. And like the first thing that I always do, I try to always be available for my customers. Yeah. So they can call me till nine or 10 in the evening if they want, uh, because a lot of people stop at work around five, so I can easily say it. But if yeah. they call, I will, I will take up the phone uh, or I will pick up the phone. But also customer centricity is what I always believe, and maybe this sounds really easy. Um, I think when you put your customers real like in the center is that when they have the feeling that they want to drink a beer or a wine with you, like when you're not at work. I like that, and I, that's my main my main thing in customer centricity, so that they're feeling so important and they're almost feeling befriended with you that they also want to drink beer after work. That's great. But they always know I want to sell them something because, like, uh, I'm a salesperson, so, so I always ask in every meeting if they want to sell, uh, want to buy something. Um, but they always know that I do that with with always in mind to serve them and to help them getting more value about like the problems they are facing right now i think that's the way to go and i you find it really well there customer centricity on, on on what it is to actually serve the customer and i think this is it because it once when you when you, when your customer like like you're saying feels comfortable let's let's just go and have a drink and all that that that, that almost means you you became like a friend yeah. let's say 
you're like you're like a friend and and if, if you can achieve that state it's like your customer knows what you mean good for them yeah it, it regardless you're being selfless and and it's like it doesn't matter if i don't sell you what i'm coming here for i at the end of the day i just i came here to see if i can help you let me find out yeah. if i can help you but regardless i'm there for you you know it's like you're giving them this this uh, warm feeling so to say right yeah and also if you if you have that feeling with the customer you can also challenge them uh, so also that's also a big thing like challenge your customers is it really what's like always what's your problem like i don't ask it very specific like that but, yeah yeah um and then i always try to find out what the problem is behind that because sometimes people like don't see their real problem i had a customer like this week and um we had sold them like different kind of services uh, a few years back and last year um, but i knew inside like like from this year on that the service we were selling him was like way too advanced for him um, so we called and um, he said to me mark i don't know what to do should, yeah. I, should, shall, shall i buy more like consultants or get more consultants in and i said to him like maybe it's smart like to stop the consulting for a year yeah build like the thing you actually need and then come back to us and like hire a little bit more consultants so you can like have a amazing kickoff or a liftoff like right now it's costing us money so my boss hates that but in the customer lifetime value because i know we are the only one he's coming back to so in the customer lifetime value, I know he's going to be maybe one of my best customers in the future. But he needs to handle like the problem right now. So also be honest to your clients. Like, yeah. uh, yes, I could have sold him more consultants, but then I know also inside of me, like the ethical thing, he's not going to have a lot of value out of it. So I think that's a great example, to be honest, because in the end, that's also how you are defining customer centricity because the way you are serving them, you create loyalty as well. Yeah. So the, the chances are and that when when you're acquiring all the, all these new customers, you're gonna get zero to none churn. Yeah. Just because of the way you serve to them in the first place, and they're and they're gonna remember that. So this is uh, this is great actually. Yeah, and uh, I have that with a lot of clients like. Uh, with two like unfortunate things that happened with two of our consultants that yeah. had to leave a, a certain company. Like uh, after the second time, they still called me, Mark, do you have another consultant for us? Because we would love to work with your company. We would love to work with you, with your consultants. Like that's totally crazy. But because I always like bring value to the table and always be there for them, like, like and also, like face the problem and not looking like like away from it then they think yeah he's going to handle it and they they feel secure they feel safe they 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 feel trusted and they also trust you and if they have that feeling yeah then then yeah that's the best best way to go super rewarding isn't it yeah i think i i think i, I we share probably the same feeling that when when we re we want to reach that state naturally and it's not like we're even forcing it, but when you reach there, it's just the most rewarding part of the job. Yeah. The way the way you genuinely build in that relationship to get there. I think we come to the end of the show, and this is where I want to ask you just uh, the one last question. What's your biggest, the one takeaway you want to give to the audience? 
Um, right now I'm seeing you as my customer uh, and also the audience, but I'm talking to yeah. you. So um, I want to like ask the question back. What was your biggest takeaway in the interview we had today? I think that's <laughs> that's wonderful already. What you're you doing there? You're, you're putting it back onto onto yeah. your customer. Yeah. So that's that's already. <laughs> I like it. Well, if you if you're asking me back, I would say the the, the biggest takeaway you left me is is uh, and this is something that I think people can apply is be yourself, but just serve your customer understand it understand them well and i think just put your heart out there because you're almost i i the way you describe it is you're not hiding your customer literally but it's like sometimes 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 you do but it's like you're all the time hiding your customer is is this is, is this way of serving that it's it's all about them and at the end of the day you're you're actually being selfless and this is where you, your, that's that's why your customers actually love you. So that's something that you left me with, uh, and I think people can actually apply it in a way that be yourselves, and just don't be afraid of trying. Yeah, I, I know that for a lot of people it might be difficult to apply maybe the yeah. way you're applying things uh, with their customers, but I think everything comes as well with practice and trying and habits. Yeah. So I, all those are the things that you actually left me with. I couldn't say one to be honest. Cool. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> but like 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 the trying part. And the, sorry, I, I, it's already always the almost the end of the of the episode. But you can always try, um, and then you can learn from it, and that's 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 so valuable, because if you try it and it's not my thing, you have actually what are the learnings about it, and maybe you can go into another like like circle from that learning. Great. So, Mark. How can people get in contact with you? Um, two different ways, LinkedIn or Instagram. On LinkedIn, you can find me on my own name, Mark Booster. And on Instagram, you can find me on Mark Booster Unlimited. Perfect. And I'm also going to leave some show notes. Uh, it was a great episode. And you guys can actually see the LinkedIn and the Instagram from Mark on the show notes on, on the episode itself. Thanks a lot for joining, Mark. And uh, till next time. Thank you very much, too. Till next time. This has been Sales Network One, covering the concepts, the fundamentals, things you've heard others ramble on about, but in an innovative, exciting way that just makes sense. Join Sebastian again on the next episode. Subscribe now so you're first to hear it. And if you really liked it, give us a five-star review or share this episode with a friend. Our website is salesnetworkone.com. Hasta la vista, baby.